Welcome. Welcome. Welcome to Cybercast. It's 2019, and we're back. I'm Clay. I'm Ty. I'm Tosh. And I'm still Dick Daily. <laughs> oh my goodness, guys. It has been some time since we have spoken on the same podcast together too long yes it's been too long the last episode was a, a thank you episode and i'm so happy that you guys could do that it was i i really felt good listening to that we got good good feedback actually from uh from some listeners about that you know what i noticed yeah. about that episode mm-hmm. that i'm the only one that didn't say i was thankful for you guys i'm, I'm thankful for y'all i want to say that thank you. <laughs> I, I think you said family somewhere so yeah, uh, yeah, but, just, but, uh... but but everyone's like i think you all just took the Took made specific about us, and I think so. We're thankful for you too, man. Thank you, man. Mm-hmm. Appreciate that. So, so some things go without saying, Dick. Exactly. <laughs> and actually, uh, the the star of that uh, that episode was uh, was uh, Super Thai. Oh man. <laughs> hey, listen. You know, uh, one of our listeners who um, is marvelous, Mrs. B on on the Twitters, she actually uh, reached out to you and and. Thanked you specifically, so I'm not super, not at all, man. It was just I just spoke from the heart. That's that's the only thing I did. It was quite nice of her. It was very nice of her, you know. Yeah. Thank you, thank you from the bottom of my heart for that tweet. She's our best fan. When is she gonna be on the show? You know, good question. Maybe we maybe we should invite her. We we could we could have a dick pic with Marvelous Mrs. B and the waiter room. <laughs> so um that, for those for those that don't know dick pic is is a movie that i pick not what you're thinking <laughs> for new listeners yes exactly <laughs> and actually um speaking of marvelous mrs b she actually gave us a review on uh, on itunes and she is telling all of you listeners to go check us out because we have uh, you know super personalities <laughs> not sure uh i think she's talking about you you three probably she gave us a five star so you know listeners if you're you know if you're listening to us and you enjoy us Go and give us that five-star review on, on iTunes. It really does make a difference. And we thank you. And it also reminds me reminds us of the fact that uh, people actually listen to this stuff. So, uh. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, you know, she, 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 she tells you guys in, in the review to check us out because we do technology, movies, everything in between. Right, Dick? <laughs> yep. And... And we have an amazing music corner. One of, one of the best in the industry. Yes, yes. <laughs> None better. Alrighty, cool. Um, and, uh, well, again, Marvelous Mrs. B is going to be like, what the heck is wrong with these guys? They're talking about me. But uh, Dick actually put out a blog post. I don't know if she read it. And I will say it was it was her uh, her praise that she sent to you, Clay, that, that got me to, to sit down and say, you know what, I got to put some stuff down. I've, I've been a little more vocal on Facebook as well, which I'm just using to... to to loop me up and then I'll mm-hmm. I'll get that blog post the blogs going. Oh, so Facebook is your lube. Yeah, it's like, you know, foreplay. <laughs> and there's your show title. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> so you're saying Facebook is your foreplay? Yes. Okay. I like it. Um <laughs> I don't get I don't get too raunchy on Facebook anymore, you know. I don't go full dick. I go full dick on the the blog. Mm-hmm. Okay, <laughs> uh, I do. I do have to say though that yeah. Dick 
you know, as it's always been opposed to uh, to Richard, Dick has kind of matured as well. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think society has forced me to. I mean, whew, boy, people are getting like their heads chopped off. For, like I've said some stuff in the past that I know I can ever ever host the Oscars. <laughs> <laughs> oh no not even a dream of mine <laughs> what, what, what's, the, what's, uh, what's the deal right now though because uh, there was some talk about uh, Hart actually reconsidering you know not doing it well Ellen mm. said he should still be able to host and Ellen is like you know Oprah so she has some clout but I think he he flat out denied it. He, he declined it. He's not going to do it. And I think the officers are going to go without a host for the first time. Oh, that might not be a bad development. They should get a robot to do it and then never hire a host again. <laughs> or Alexa. They should let Alexa do it. Have, uh, have Siri host it or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Man, that's, <laughs> oh, that's an opportunity right here. If one mm. of them jumped on that, oh, mm-hmm. that'd be so smart. So you mean like something like a Siri or Echo or whatever Google's... Uh, what is Google's assistant called? Assistant? <laughs> oh assistant okay assistant or or bixby isn't bixby uh is that uh, samsung yeah that's samsung oh cortana all right don't forget about cortana bixby the list is endless guys we, we let's get on it maybe we should pitch this to them bixby is terrible yeah so the the uh, i i haven't read the blog post yet because dick actually just told us about it but it's uh it's about r kelly so i look forward to reading that but you listeners go check it out at dailybeast.com that was in response to of course the surviving or i haven't seen it but people are even talking about it on my facebook timeline like crazy yeah just wanted to chime in so um We've entered a new year. We don't do resolutions, as we've said in the past here. But, you know, what? what is it that we are basically looking forward to for 2019? I mean, is there anything uh, personally, Tosh, that you're looking forward to doing in 2019? Oh, there's a couple of things. Um, mm. Well, one one thing, of course, is uh, taking Synergy to the next level. Mm. So we, We've been doing some stuff last year, but uh, I think we can take it up a notch, you know, put more content out there um yeah do more shows just uh get a record deal nothing big (laughs) 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 so yeah we we're kind of regrouping this year and sort of uh, putting some goals out there and just uh, stepping it up a little bit and then in terms of um i guess the stuff coming out um there's actually a lot to look forward to. Mm-hmm. One of the main things would be stuff coming out of uh, the Jacob Collier uh, camp. So basically, he's, he's since he released uh, In My Room, he's pretty much been kind of laying low, not really putting out all that much. Mm-hmm. And of course, everyone's sort of eager to, to know, okay, what is he working on? Is it an EP? Is it an album? Well, it turns out it's going to be four albums. And uh, <laughs> the, the first of the four has already been dropped uh, in December. Mm. Wow. And the project as a whole is called Jesse. That's uh, D-J-E-S-S-E. Mm. And um, how I would describe it, it's kind of uh, sort of the same ambition and, and creativity that Jake Collier displayed on In My Room. But now with the opportunity to work with whoever he wants to work with. So uh, the Metropole Orchestra, orchestra that's uh, is like a, a Dutch contemporary um orchestra that's heavily featured on uh, on the first uh, volume of jesse mm-hmm. um and i know he's worked with a lot of other cool people like uh um take six um with um what's her name dude the girl from uh somebody that i, that I used to know oh, not Gautier, um, but the other one. uh kimbra kimbra 
All right. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, obviously now that he has had a little bit more exposure, he has more access, and of course he has Quincy Jones still backing him. So um, this is the, you really see sort of his grand idea sort of really coming to life here. And uh, yeah, you should really all check out Volume One, but definitely Volume Two through Four. Mm-hmm. I'm really looking forward to. Because he, he says that every volume is going to be a completely different sort of feel, different sort of uh, influence. Yeah. That's amazing. And then uh, I, I guess on the movie front, I'm really looking forward to, uh, obviously, uh, the, the next Avengers movie. Uh, mm-hmm. When's that coming out? I have no idea. It's this summer. year. Yeah, June. Yeah, probably summer. It's, it's when they make the money, right? The- yeah. Captain Marvel is coming too, right? Oh, yeah, that one, that one. Oh, is it? Okay. It looks appealing as well. Um, and then there's also uh, mm-hmm. Spider-Man for Far From Home, that one we're also looking forward to. Mm. Um, yeah. <laughs> something else that might actually be a good one for for the for Dick's picks. Like uh, I, I've kind of started to immerse myself in the whole world of uh, the disaster artist. So, are, are you f- familiar with that whole story? No. no. Okay, so I, I became aware. Um, I guess maybe four or five years ago of this movie called The Room, which um, is now sort of uh, being uh, regarded as uh, the the world's best bad movie. <laughs> which There's two rooms, right? Well, mm-hmm. as far as I know, there's one, uh, <laughs> at least uh, one of note. <laughs> Let's put it halfway. <laughs> Such a generic, generic uh-huh. title. There might be more than two. Uh, or more than one. What's it about? But uh, it's, it's, the brain, it's the brainchild of Tommy Wiseau who is um, basically an alien sent down from a strange planet to Earth to <laughs> pursue the American dream. Um, so he's, he's a very strange character um, wh- who somehow has amassed a, a huge fortune because he, uh, he financed this movie himself without any you know, the, the sort of experience or network behind them. Um, I think the, the room was produced for about $6 million. Mm. Um, I think it grossed hardly a thousand dollars in the box office. Wow! Um, but yeah, it, it's it's basically a vanity project that this oh. guy. Uh, I've heard of this, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and uh, they made a movie based on the story uh, last year. Uh, James Franco yeah. produced it and uh, stars in it. Um, and it's based on this book that the co-star of uh, Tommy Wiseau. Um, was also heavily involved in that production, wrote about this whole experience. Um, it's one of the, the few books that I've really devoured. Like I read it in uh, a few days. Mm. Um, and well, it, it's a lot. It's a lot to explain right now, but um, it, it's really a compelling story. It's, it's re- it, to its core, it's really about friendship. Um, mm. You know, despite the terrible, terrible things that uh, went on during the production of The Room. Um, mm-hmm. You know, if, if if you read the book or if you watch the movie that James Franco did, uh, or even if you watch the mo- the room itself, uh, <laughs> you'll get a sense of what I'm talking about. Mm. But what? So the movie's the disaster artist. Yeah, the the yeah okay. the movie that's based on the production process and the book. Right. Um, you know, that's that centers around the the production process of the room. It's called the disaster mm-hmm. artist. I gotta check it out. I forgot all about uh, that. <laughs> yeah, it's it's good. It's really good. It's a, it's kind of a stranger in a fiction kind of thing, you know, like uh, you couldn't make this stuff up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, well, it turns out that you, you would think a movie like The the Room would be sort of the a career ender for both, you know, Tommy Wiseau and his sort of partner in crime, Greg Sestero, who wrote the book. Um, mm-hmm. But actually, they have like a two volume movie and the first volume apparently dropped last year and the second one is dropping this year. And it's pretty good, people say. 
So really, <laughs> it's called Best Friends with uh, the R in friends uh, put in parentheses. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's too funny. So um, wow. I- I'm actually really looking forward to that because I'm so immersed in that world right now. That's I'm get into it. Anybody watch the, du- yeah. the Deuce? Because you mentioned James Franco. Nope. Well, no, no. Doing good. Pretty good show. It's about. I mean, the sex industry in, I think, the 70s in New York. Mm. And I think the beginning of porn or the popularity of porn. Not a bad. Sounds like a James Franco project. I don't know if it's his project. <laughs> I know he's in it. And he plays two people in it. Uh-huh. Twin brothers. Oh. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Okay, cool. All righty. And that's uh, that's it, uh, Tosh. Uh, I guess for now. <laughs> oh, okay, cool. <laughs> that was probably more that I can think of, but uh... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that that'd be uh, interesting thing to cover on Dick's pick for sure. That's look. I mean, I'm looking at it, and this looks. Well, this, is, this it'd be officially Tosh's pick. I'm sorry, he, he brought it to our attention. <laughs> true, true. But if, if you think it's worthy of discussing okay. on Dick's pick, then it's Dick's yeah, pick. Yeah, that's true. Nope. That's true. Dick's picks Tosh suggestion. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Cool. And Ty, what is it that you're looking forward to for twenty? 19. what i'm looking forward to anything personally that you're doing uh you know because I, I know you're you're taking a lot of videos and uh um yeah, any experiments like that any photography well 2019 is going to be mm-hmm. a soul searching year for me you know it's been a rough couple of months mm-hmm. it's been a rough couple of months so you know i, I just want to take this year to okay settle down and like really focus on myself and like do some soul searching maybe do some exercising as well that but yeah something around that vein you know nothing very special but uh photography uh maybe you know i always love to do instagram on the side of course you know but maybe i'll do that who knows sounds good Mm mm-hmm is that every year the personal growth thing, or oh. it's just you, this year you're focusing on that? Uh, no, it's just this year that I'm focusing on it. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. And uh, Dick, anything for 2019? Well, uh, Todd just brought that up. I, I, I need to make it happen this year. I need to go see a therapist. So I, I said I was going to do it last year. I can't believe I went the whole year without. And, and this. You know, I've never seen a therapist in my life, and Lord knows I need to see somebody. Not even, not even, not even as a Feels joke, good. but you know, like I'm sure it'd be it'd do me some good. But I'm gonna do it this year. I don't know what's okay. It feels good, good on you, man. Yeah, all of y'all have, have seen one, right? Or or no? Mm-hmm. I mean, almost everybody yep. I know now I is have. like, yeah, I've seen therapists, and I'm like, uh, I don't know why I haven't yet, but I will. I'll go work through some of my issues. <clears throat> I just think I'm, mm-hmm. I'm scared that somebody will fix me and make me less interesting. You know. <laughs> Or commit me to a institution, which <laughs> don't <laughs> neither of which is uh, hmm? ideal, I guess. <laughs> I I I don't know. <laughs> I really don't know. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm gonna do that. Let's go in with an open mind, man. Oh, definitely. I'm gonna go in with an open <laughs> yeah, mind. But my, my problem open is that minds. I'm way too honest and I'm way too much of an open book. See, and uh, mm. I've let a doctor put a finger in my butt. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, <laughs> I can go ahead and open up. <laughs> <laughs> the therapist is going to say, too open, too open. Well, uh, look, look, no, look, therap- therapists are trained in clinical detachment, so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
But yeah, I'm gonna do that. And I, and I, when I do, I think I said it last year, and I and I was gonna update you. And I, I, hey guys, just hold me accountable this time, all right? Make me, make me go see some Yes. Actually, you know what, marvelous Mrs. Mm-hmm. B, we're gonna put this on her. Oh, <laughs> I thought you were gonna say that she's a therapist. Like, <laughs> come on, let's get it going. Yeah, if 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 she is, that that would be great. Then we can have like actually, live know, live can, therapy sessions on on Cybercast. Uh, that would be actually kind of cool. Oh my gosh, it'd be like a, our version of the. But you room. know what? <laughs> you know what? What's likely gonna happen with me? I'm probably gonna like form a relationship with my therapist. Probably gonna be one of those things. Mm. You know, the story mm. of my life, man. Stuff like that happens. <laughs> Now I think that's they can get they can lose their license. Uh, probably. Okay, well then let's let's wait a year. So just I just gotta find a new therapist. Like if your therapist says to you, if your therapist says to you, I can't see you anymore, just take that because they probably fell in love with you and just leave it alone for a little bit and go visit them in a year, I guess, and say, hey, how are you doing? I'm doing better now, you know. Mm-hmm. Or, or just think, find a therapist fun. that's like a blatant racist or something. Hmm? <laughs> or you find a therapist that's like a blatant racist or something. And- <laughs> And go, and, uh, or or you're scared you might you might actually convert them. No, I'm scared I might get uh with the uh, get out get out it. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> yeah, how can I ever trust them? Like really, yeah, like they might go into the sunken place. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'll pass on that one. Okay. Um. So that's that's mm. one thing I want to do. And while I don't believe in resolutions, I have noticed a trend with me, which every new year I give mm-hmm. I give you know a little more gas, a little more open up the throttle a little bit, which mm-hmm. is actually not a bad thing because while I fizzle out throughout the year, mostly, it's like it's like a stock, you know, that goes up, goes down, and then goes up. It's like, but it generally is in an upward trend. Mm-hmm. My life is generally in an upward trend, and it's it's the first of the year, the beginning of the year that gives that boost and just make sure you don't drop lower than when, you know, the previous year. Mm-hmm. So no, I see that. Yeah. Yeah, I've like, noticed uh, that, and I'm just kind of. I, I ran, I ran, I ran 12k last week. Oh, nice! Congrats. I don't think I've run 12k last year. Period. The whole year combined. <laughs> <laughs> it may be five for me because I just don't run as much. Um, but yeah, I, I actually said I want to start running again. That's a thing. I remember I used to run clay. Yeah. Just, oh my gosh, I used to run three miles a day. Yeah. And continued it into college. Yeah. Uh, but these old bones. So what else do I have? Um, a couple of business ventures I'm working on. Things mm-hmm. that um, I've started and kind of put off, but I don't have to start from scratch. Which that's that got me to thinking about how I operate, where I get this boost of energy in the in the new year, and then stuff kind of maybe sits, and I just kind of pick it back up mm-hmm. with a re- renewed focus. But I still have other things that are, are you know going well for me so it's not as much pressure to get those things going that's why um what else i know Music, that you're looking movie. at a lens so are you doing anything for yeah i know um i i want to but what i've told myself is this i really want to start making some kind of additional income mm-hmm. whether it's passive or side gig or a, a business that i'm starting up and it's something that really makes money in addition to my my job before I spend too much time on things that I consider leisure projects. Now, if I had a real plan for making money off of photography, I would focus on that. And I know there's ways to do it. I, I mean, to me, the, f- the first thing I would do is probably real estate. But mm-hmm. 
it's one of those scary hobbies, man. And because I know how expensive it can get, so okay. it's like every time I think about. Because I remember when I first bought, spent a lot of money on like camera gear when I was in college, and I was like, man, this is like a nonstop uh, <laughs> money pit hobby if I if I don't watch out. Yes. That's kind of how I did with video games, you know. Like I don't play video games anymore because I know that when I play them, I like it so much that I I devote my time to it, I devote my money to it, and it's one of those things. Photography is, it's, I know it can be bad for me. It's like a gateway drug, but I do like it. I do miss it. Mm-hmm. It's just that you know, just by looking for the lens, I was like, man, I, just, I can buy this lens, I can buy that lens. I don't know which one, and I'm like, oh my god, no, <laughs> you're doing it again. <laughs> It's a money pit, that's for sure. Yeah, I know. So, unless I'm making money from it, I don't really want to spend money on it. And I need to have an actual plan for making money before I put money into it. Good good point. Yeah, good point. Yeah. And that's just because I know I don't have a lot of uh, restraint or self-control once I'm doing something. I have good restraint and self-control before. That's why I've never done crack. But... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, one time if I like yeah, it, that was the only thing in your way. Then? <laughs> hmm? That was the only thing in your way. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, uh, come on, you can't look at a crackhead that gets the first hit in movies and you're like, wow, what are they feeling? Like, I want to feel that. No, <laughs> no, guys, come on, no, they look no. like they're in heaven. Uh, what the after effects? Like, like I, I remember Requiem for watching Requiem for a Dream for the first time, and that sort of kind of sold to me the idea. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm not a I'm not a they were doing person. heroin, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, they were. They made it look terrible, though. Yeah. Oh, well, it was it was partly heroin, but also diet pills. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah. That too. The mom, the mom was on diet mm-hmm. pills. So. Yeah, that looked, that was terrible. Yeah, a lot of them actually have. Um, well, have she wasn't really getting high, but she got addicted. Yeah, yeah, get addicted. Yeah, and they have amphetamines basically. It's mm-hmm. like you get it, you know, it, it basically, it helps you shut the world out because the world is so cruel. And so there you go. <laughs> I do want to buy a property, but another property. I've done mushrooms. I, actually, can I talk about this here? <laughs> <laughs> well, where, where I'm at, it, that's all good. But I don't know how it is for you. <laughs> yeah, no, but like my mom listens to this and she's going to talk to me like, oh my God. <laughs> hey, if you're willing to go in, I can go in. Okay, back me up here. No, mushrooms I think are, are pretty cool. Yeah. Nothing bad there. And not, and, and not as addictive, I would say. No, I never I never did mushrooms and be like, oh man, I gotta do it again, like, next week. <laughs> uh, for me, it was more the opposite. It was like... Uh, Need a break. Okay, uh, probably for the next year or so, I will not... I'm, I'm good. <laughs> <Yeah>. you <know? laughs> Same here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think those natural ones, as long as they're not the ones that kill you, um, they're worth exploring. Mm-hmm. Make sure you take them on a good day, though. Oh, yeah, man. It can go bad. <laughs> <laughs> now, I've done it with somebody that it went bad for them, and I was like, oh, you're ruining my, my trip. Get out of my car. <laughs> <laughs> but, no, I the person that told me about them, um, they kind of it went through, like, the the self-exploration aspects of it. And that's what I used it for. I actually, you know, explored myself, my inner self. Mm. So, so Clay, as a vegan, what's stopping you from right. taking shrooms? Um, I don't like to be altered beyond this crazy state I'm already in. So that's probably why <laughs> I'm already kooky as it is. <laughs> Same here, dude. Uh, I mean, seriously, like, anything risky. worse than this is going to be really bad for people watching in. I'm, I'm, I am 
psychedelic enough as it is already. Really? And I don't want to freak out that I'm worse than I am now already. I don't need that. Mm-hmm. Life is too short. Yeah, well, I'm not going to talk you into it. I don't think that's that's our place. Yeah, it probably won't happen. Uh, no. I mean, I can make you some tea when, when I see you and <laughs> just take it from there. <laughs> see where you end up. <laughs> yeah, I don't think mm-hmm. you want to roofie me, Dick. Come on. No, it's not a roofie. It's opening a third eye. Mm. But now stay away from me, Clay. If, you, if you're, you know, if you think it's best, then don't do it. Yeah. I think it's best. All right. I guess that's uh, that's my stuff. Yeah. Okay. Cool. And uh, for myself, I hope this year to become 2.0 of Clay. <laughs> um, not 4.0? I'm, huh? <laughs> not what? Not, not 4.0? Not 4.0. <laughs> um, I'm, actually, I'm actually hoping to delve more into finding ways of uh, uh, creating and causing less harm around like ourselves right and within ourselves um that's why i i released that new uh, podcast called harmless which is sort of looking at how we humans can cause less harm because boy are we one harmful species everything we do causes a chain reaction that causes some sort of harm down the line somewhere whether it's within or out without you know outside of ourselves don't you guys agree? I'm going to touch on that after you're done with your whole... No, go ahead. Let, let me hear this. No, it, it, you're right. And it's usually the, that fact that almost everything causes harm that gets me past anything that I do that may cause harm. Like, you know, when people get me on the edge of becoming like a vegetarian because they're like, you know, you're killing animals when we don't have to. I think about a zebra getting eaten alive by a lion. I'm like, this is... This is this is life. This is the way it was set up. Like okay, so the thing is get that the, harmed the in the process. No, no, no. Huh? Mm-hmm. I was just saying things get harmed in the process. Not saying that adding to it is a good thing, but that's how I don't feel bad about you know what I'm doing. Right, but the, so okay, so the lion, the lion actually goes out, and the lion cannot eat anything but meat. Right. Yes. A lion will literally die if it doesn't eat that zebra. Correct. You choose a baby and stick him in a cage with a carrot and a rabbit. Which one is the baby going to eat? Which one can the baby actually eat? And, and you know, the baby's not going to rip a, ba- a, a, a bunny to, to, to shreds with its teeth. Yeah, I know, because it's not how to cook yet. Bunnies taste bad raw. <laughs> <laughs> but you put a Jamaican in a cage with a carrot and a rabbit, he'll make carrot stew with the rabbit and the carrot. Oh, gosh. The thing, about, the thing about it is, that, like, the thing is that that um, the reason why we as humans do continue to eat meat is because we're we like the taste of it, but but we can't survive without it. Correct. Now I, a lion, I, I, I agree. A lion doesn't just like the taste of it. A lion cannot survive without it. That that's the difference. No, I, I know, I know that, and I, uh-huh. like I said, that's the point I made. I know we don't need meat to survive, but the only thing that could possibly stop me from not eating meat is maybe the guilt factor. And the reason, the, how I easily get over that guilt is is knowing how worse that animal would die in the wild. <laughs> you know, the it might have a better life, the, but it's going to have a terrible death. Yeah, but the thing about it is that a life in a cage is a horrible way to live. Yeah, I, I agree. You know, I'm, I'm claustrophobic. And so, like I, like, I see the pigs in their pig pens and it causes me massive anxiety to think about the fact that you're, a, a thing is born to serve humans and its range is restricted like zoos zoos are a great thing because they preserve the life that we are extinguishing 
outside of a zoo, but it sucks. It really does suck. It's right. not a great environment for anything. We humans do not think it's okay for, for someone to take another person hostage, but yet we do it to another creature because in our mind, they're... Wrong. We humans thought it was okay uh, not, until not too long ago. Yeah, yeah. Well, I was going to get to slavery. very new for it not to be okay, but it still happens though. Yeah, yeah. But I was going to get to slavery in a second because the thing about it is that I think... I think the way we look at slavery now is the way perhaps eventually once we get off of the addiction of meat, we will look at animal husbandry the same way. Yeah, I, I think that's very possible. It might I think be a thousand be a years. Day, one day, even, we might even look at pet ownership differently, Clay. Yeah, I've I thought about that. I agree. Yeah, I think, I think that's actually an interesting point. Like uh, this constant sort of double standard that uh, we humans live with right, right? Uh, yeah you know farming chickens not cool keeping um, a dog or a cat indoors that's absolutely right. cool exactly whereas you know keeping um, whatever a cheetah <laughs> <laughs> at home oh no 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 right no, no. <laughs> right and the double standards goes even further look at the double standard where we um and uh, listeners i'll get off of this in a second if you didn't come here for this go to harmless to listen to that but listen like Look at uh, people going crazy about the harm that's being caused to dogs in China, right? And so they consider that cruelty while they're eating a KFC chicken. And it's like, the thing is that to, to, to them, the dog is like a chicken to you. Like, it is yeah. like, like, yeah, the dog is your companion, but to them, a dog is like what you consider chicken. Right. I think it's very judgmental for people yeah. to, to judge one group of people's food choice based on how because this isn't isn't in india uh, in, in india aren't cows sacred right yeah so i, I think people really need to get off of that one exactly yep i agree standards we humans we um we decide what is kosher and isn't kosher the thing is that when when we look back we like again we thought slavery was ex completely acceptable for the most part in the united states and all of the other nations that had slaves, right? Um, and then we realized that perhaps, well, maybe those people don't want to, <laughs> you know, plow the fields with their, you know, with their bare hands. And, uh, you know, so history and time will solve hopefully all of our wrongs, but we'll see. Maybe it'll take a thousand years. Well, no, yeah, I guess uh, not if we don't work right. at because uh, history tends to be forgotten as well. But Clay, as well. I will say this, mm -hmm. that there's already a trend towards people gravitating towards cruelty-free foods when it comes to animals. I noticed where they get to, and some of it is marketing, but I'm talking about there's actual farms um, in my farmer's market where you can, they'll invite you to come and see what their operation looks like. Uh, where, you know, the animal does get to live like a, a regular life, but at the end of the day, yes, they're going to be it's gonna be eaten. So. Yeah, and it make mean, it more expensive. But I think moderation. I think things should be taken in more moderation too. And it's it's sustainable if people cut down their intake. Now I'm I'm not here to promote <laughs> eating meat. <laughs> the thing about it is that, like, you, you, do you remember when we were kids? They used to say that whenever they were going to kill a sheep or a goat, they didn't want the goat or sheep to run because of the adrenaline and all of the fear that would enter their bloodstream, right? It would make... Yes. That's basically what the meat industry is. 
those those animals hear the crying from the other animals they're in in constant fear of what is going to happen next pigs mm. are about the most intelligent of all of the animals that they caught that they you know consume as meat as food in this country it, it it's like they know what's happening they know what's coming there's no way there's no way that something is the humane thing to do is not to kill them and then of course people say well then if you don't kill them and don't eat them then there'll be an overpopulation no the reason why there is a population of animals they are now is because we are raising them for our purpose to either eat them or take their fur or take their honey i mean a cow does not produce milk unless she's pregnant and the cow gets basically forcibly impregnated to produce milk then the baby's taken away and then they give it to you as veal that's Mm-hmm. That's the cycle. No, yeah, the, the way we, I yeah. mean... But uh, it, it's like the Matrix without the actual Matrix. They're just in the real world all the all time. The, time. Yeah. the mass production <laughs> of sucks. food has made life... They have made animals like batteries, you know? They yeah. just get created and get destroyed. Well, turn into energy for us. Right. And Clay, it's kind of out there, but maybe that's the humane thing to do. Maybe build a matrix for <laughs> for these animals so they can live in, in bliss. Oh, shoot. In, in blissful ignorance. <laughs> Actually, that might not be a bad idea. So basically... Uh, you see you see how augmented reality, virtual reality is, is progressing. <laughs> hey, maybe that's the solution. <laughs> oh, gosh. Could you imagine if you lived a life and you realized that your life is not really a, your life, but it is Clay, all assimilation? that's what we're doing. Oh, yeah. I, I, Ever since 1999, I've been imagining this. Like, unless you're willing to try mushrooms, that might be what you're doing. Mm, maybe. No, I'm maybe. I'm serious. You no, I, I always be like, whoa, hold on. What? But I I do always joke that basically this is a simulation. So I mean, there are some really unreal and un just odd thing things happening that I just like Trump is president. What the heck? This has to be. Assimilation, right? See, we're gonna lose some followers there, Clay. Too, too soon, too soon. <laughs> we're gonna lose some followers. You'll All right, let's get off of this. You'll be surprised who let's, supports let's, Trump, man. Let's get off of this vegan, uh, vegan thing. Uh, and uh, for for the photography, uh, I'm hoping to really sort of i'm actually doing work i'm not sharing as much again everyone knows i don't share that much but i'm actually doing work and i, I just started sh- uh, scanning some of my film <laughs> images that i've developed like maybe a year ago i've been so like swamped with nonsense and finally i just said i'm going to start working on that stuff so i'm actually looking at the work that i shot a couple of years ago sometime in some cases and uh, i'm actually enge- energized about that hoping that hoping that i could uh maybe re-energize and revamp my website a little bit not revamp it i like the way it looks but just re-energize it make some more stuff there maybe do some blog posts even though i don't do as good as the as the the other daily brother on this call with the writing but uh maybe i don't do as well huh? i don't do as well I there don't... you go see look he teach me he teach me good um. <laughs> would you would you say Dick has all the best words? Yes, he does. All the best words. <laughs> Dick has all the best. Was that a was that some kind of pun I missed? <laughs> it's uh, something I think Trump said during his uh, yeah. campaign. Dick does. Oh, the really? Best. I have the best words. Yeah. <laughs> Alrighty. Um. Uh, yeah. I, I I don't know if you guys have been listening to Bubble Sort TV, uh, Vic's spinoff of Bubble Sort. He does a lot of the podcast reviews of, um. He does TV reviews, uh, like we're doing Doctor Who. He did Better Call Saul, 
um, Legion. Did you guys ever watch that show, Legion? Mm-mm. No, no, I've not. Is it a superhero no. show? Uh, was that? Is it a superhero show? I know. Yeah, I yeah, it. it's it's yeah, but it's it's super psychedelic. Hmm. Really good. Yeah. Oh, nice. Well, look, look, I've I've seen you guys posting about it, but haven't really uh, have really started listening. But that's that's because I really wanted to be like an accompanying piece to You're right actually watching yeah. the show and i don't i you don't can't listen if you haven't watched the show i think yeah yeah but that 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 would be my ideal listening experience just going back and forth between the actual show and your podcast mm-hmm. reflect on the episode with you guys i guess that that's the idea yeah, yeah, too right yeah yeah but like doctor who like I, I still have to watch any doctor who as you know dude it's so, so good before i'm able to get to the latest doctor yeah yeah, yeah it would it would but i would say i would say this i would say this and uh, the, the the current Doctor Who is amazing. She's the first woman Doctor in the fifty three years of the show, right? First woman. So I'm amazed. Maybe I'll start there. <laughs> That's the thing. You actually could start with this Doctor, and you'd be perfectly fine. Um, and and I, I did enjoy this Doctor, and I, I liked her as a Doctor. It's just that like the writing, the doc, the the, the showrunner's writing is not really my cup of tea. Um, and going back to watching the reboot of. Um, of Doctor Who, meaning like when it came back in, I think it was, at, I believe it was, I guess maybe 2008, I guess. I'm not sure, 100% sure. But watching that reboot and watching it now makes me enjoy the reboot so much more because of the writing. The writing was so much better for me personally compared to the writing now. The actress I love and I wish she had the script from back then because I think she would knock it out the park. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. But... uh yeah, it's a it's a it's a good show. I love that show. I've watched, I've rewatched it so many times. Do you watch Torchwood? Oh, Torchwood. Yeah, that's good too. And you know, it's funny. The guy, the, the Chipnell, who's the writer now for the current Doctor Who, he's the writer actually for a lot of Torchwood. He was the writer basically. So he and he also did uh, Broadchurch, which you guys like. We talked about Broadchurch, right? At one point. Broadchurch. Yeah, I, th- I I can't quite remember now, but I think I watched right. some. Right, and of he's it. the writer for that. And Jodie Whittaker, who was in Broadchurch, she's the Doctor, mm. and, and she's brilliant. Uh-huh. She's brilliant. I I love her, and I loved his writing on Broadchurch. It's just that on Doctor Who, it, you know, like sometimes the puzzle gets put together and it just doesn't quite work. For me, it just doesn't quite work. Like the last. Special. The last episode was to me the best of the whole season. But oh, yeah. where she dies, right? No, she didn't die. <laughs> Just kidding. I don't. I don't no. Watch. <laughs> <laughs> no spoilers, but she didn't die. Yeah. So, the, so basically, the, the tech, tech wise and TV wise, that's what you know. I'm, I'm hoping that that people enjoy those and come check them out. Uh, but yeah, that's that's hopefully what my 2019 will be. Uh, so so when when are you guys starting your podcast network <laughs> i think he already pretty much did dude like you know you know it's funny if you guys have a show that you want to watch um you guys can come over and and do the review through that show do through bubble sort you want to do shows though right no movies TV, as well so if you have something that you want to like you know you you could do you could do it with whoever you want like you could do it with, let's say the three of us or four of us if you just you know Whoever wants to do it, you can go over and do the review. Oh, a dick, like a dick pic and then put it there. Right. Thing. Yeah. But I'm like, surprised like, we haven't talked about a movie, guys. And you know what movie I'm talking about. Which one? I'm waiting. You, Nobody? What's a movie that everybody's been talking about? Lately? Bird Box. Oh, Bird Box. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. Oh, yeah. Bird Box. Oh, yeah. I, I've, I've seen <sighs> that, though. What, uh, we, can talk, we can talk about it. That could have been a dick pic because it's, in my opinion, not a great movie. But everybody's seen it. Okay. Everyone is talking about it. There's been a lot of hype yeah. around it. Big time it's hype. Super hypey. Oh. Yeah. 
I think. Should we talk about yeah, it? Yeah, I now? think we probably should. <laughs> Actually, I, I, yeah, I, if we do any later, it's totally irrelevant. Yeah, let's 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 do it. Okay, <laughs> so basically, um, uh, let's yeah, are you get done with your uh, 2019? Because we don't want to. I don't want to hijack. Oh that. no 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 no! I I I I, I do want. I want to hear this. Let's talk about Bird Box, please. Okay. So uh, maybe should we sort of set the scene? With yeah. Kind of what the hype was like. Yeah, please, because spoiler alert. Uh, at least that haven't. I mean, if you haven't seen it. Seriously, it's on Netflix. Like, I'll give you my password. Okay, so just real quick, listen, listeners, if this is a, a movie you haven't seen yet, it's on Netflix. Um, it's a 2018 movie called Bird Box. Um, Sandra Bullock is the star of this uh, of the this movie. <laughs> She's the star of this movie, and this is discussed on Twitter and everywhere else nonstop. Like if you haven't, huh? It's a cult, cult, it's a cult movie. I mean, it's a cult movie. It's a tech. It's it's a meme heavy. It's a meme. It's just a meme. Left and right about this thing all the time. Uh, do, do you guys think? Do you guys think this is kind of a runoff of a uh, a quiet place? Wow, it's funny you said that. I haven't seen a quiet place. Is that that that, 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 that by far is the better movie of the two? I would say. Oh, way better. Like way yeah, better. I haven't seen it though. I haven't seen it. But it's 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 kind of like an inverse concept of it, right? Right. Like a, a sort of threat that responds to sound versus a threat that responds to you yeah. seeing right. it. Right, way better. It made me think of it. it. I didn't need to see that one. It made me think of it. Though. I was like, "Oh, it's kind of." I bet you that spawned the idea. I wonder. And then they shot it in a week. <laughs> so I shot it in a day. It might, it might very well. It might very well have. It might very well have. Yeah. So, but uh, so, so, so set the yeah, scene go, for them. So for me, of course, Twitter has been sort of the main place where uh, I would get all of this hype, and most of it would be just people posting stills of the movie, <laughs> and sort of as in, yeah, this was my reaction. Then this and this mm-hmm. or that. Um, and sort of with the implication, yeah, this is one of the scariest movies uh, to come out whenever, mm-hmm. you know? So that was kind of the, the, the expectation that I had. This is just going to be one ridiculously scary movie. And actually, like, the frames that I saw of it, like, with them on the boat with the blindfolds mm-hmm. on, it's kind of, kind of uh, you know, intriguing. So I thought, okay, there are, there are probably some creative ideas in this. And, uh, yeah, just some... Uh, it had kind of this get-out feel to me. Yeah. Uh, yeah. In terms right. of imagery, you know? So, it wasn't that. And, um, <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't as scary as I expected. In, in some other regards, it was maybe better than I expected. Hmm. But definitely, as a horror film, it, it kind of uh, didn't hit home. Right. I don't think it was a horror film. But, you know, it's based on a book, right? Yeah, more of a... Is it? Is yeah, it and they decided, they decided to go with a happier ending than the book. The book doesn't end on that note. That's... Yeah. The, the, the ending read a lot like... Um, What's the one with Will Smith? Yeah. Um, that zombie film that he's in. Book of Eli? No, no, no. that's... No, it's... Um, no, 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 no. Oh. I, wasn't it I or something? Uh, or? I, I am Legend? legend. I, I am Legend. 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 That, yeah, yeah. kind of ends in a similar way. Oh, a spoiler alert. But yeah, if you haven't seen that one... Uh, the book the book was so much better. <laughs> don't blame me. <laughs> oh, yeah. I am Legend? I am legend or yeah. Of the, uh, yeah. Yeah, so so with this, with, with Bird Box... Um, this mysterious thing that enters the world that causes people what does it do to the people it causes them to want to cause harm to themselves right yes yeah unless they're already pretty messed up then it pretty much leads them to want to have other people open their eyes to also 
harm themselves. Oh, so that's the explanation? How'd you get that? that that's kind of how I understood it. No, because... no, that's how I got it. Yeah, I got that. And it's, it's kind of like religion, basically, right? Kind of. Like, you, be, like if you are already yeah. a follower, you want everyone else to follow along in your belief. This is the faith. Have yeah. faith. Open your eyes. Right. Hmm. I mean, I guess that makes sense, but how did you, How did I miss that? How did you know if you get, right, you're already messed up? All those people were mental. Like, those, like you either had uh, schizophrenics or you had... Uh, bipolar people you had a guy in the water in the by the boat like how, we have no idea what's wrong with him but i, but I, I think that the fact that he was able to have his eyes open and yeah, be means, coherent and just regular like no like able to talk to them you knew that he was a mental patient he probably came from a mental psych ward or something yeah <laughs> i mean that's a jump but i i i can i can get on board Didn't maybe you, if you're suicidal it it's like uh we're gonna make you want to stay alive Maybe that's what it is. So, well, wasn't there a discussion in the movie? Then they discussed that there was um, they had released a bunch of people from the psych ward. Yeah, I think it's in those flashbacks. Oh, that, um, yeah. There, there's kind of some talk of yeah, some uh, mental patients having broken loose from this institution right. and uh, just being able to roam around with their eyes right. open. Okay, see. That's that's kind of what what's solidify that connection to me like okay must be if you already have some kind of uh issue issue then you're uh you respond differently to this uh this mm-hmm. force have i caught that I, well the movie wasn't scared of me either but I, I wouldn't be scared at all i'd be like i'm, I'm safe <laughs> yeah but I, you know now that you say it, i think i uh i, I should have been paying more attention yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. And what's what I guess the force does also um, try and try to trick you yeah. into right. opening your eyes, like uh, imitating other people's True. voices, saying, "Oh, it's okay. You can open your eyes." Yeah, they, they, or, they, they pick something that you are scared of, or something that you that you love, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. You see people sort of uh, at their in their last moments, sort of seeing someone who's already passed. Yeah. Right. Right. Exactly. Like the the John Malkovich wife, uh, Anne, whatever her name was. That's her mother. She's like, yeah, she's her sister or yeah. mother. Yeah, yeah. That was a that was so a waste what, what of is, use. What? Of, so oh, <laughs> what? I thought that was a waste of use of what John Malkovich. I thought so too, actually. I thought it could have been better, but anyway. yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I guess how to try to sell him is, uh, yeah, he looks like this hard ass kind of an asshole, but he has his heart in the right place. Mm-hmm. He does. He does. He does save the day eventually, doesn't? He? Yeah. The thing is that he basically, he honestly, it should have been someone because Malkovich. You don't see Malkovich as someone who he kind of was more like Clint Eastwood, this person. You know what I mean? Like it was, it was not the right. The role wasn't for him. I think you you can't get John Malkovich uh, pigeonholed out of your uh, like maybe you have him pigeonholed as a certain type of actor and he wants to step out of the box. That's true. It's just that if, for me, he he didn't fully sell it. He didn't sell sell me on on him being this hard you know hard person. You should have Nicolas Cage. <laughs> yeah, that was funny. I was just thinking about Nicolas Cage because uh, you know Nick, Nicolas Cage thrives in these yeah. sorts. Of yeah, I know, right? Like <laughs> where I can just eat the scenery. You know, it's like. Uh, <laughs> Where it could just go ham. If if you try to put him in something a little bit more mundane, that's where he starts yeah. sucking. Like if it's if it's not a shouting role, it's yeah, it's like an instant <laughs> flop. Right. <laughs> Machine Gun Kelly was uh, was in this, right? That was uh, yeah. It took a while for me to to recognize. I was like, I, I kept thinking, I'm like, I know this guy from somewhere. I know this guy from somewhere, and I look, I had to look it up. I'm like, oh, that's who it is. I'm like, I I could tell who it is, but I I didn't know that was him. I don't know what he looks like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you didn't, you didn't, you didn't hear uh, Eminem diss track. That's why you didn't realize it wasn't him. <laughs> I've seen him. I think I've even seen his video dissing Eminem. Eminem, but yeah. I didn't realize that that's the guy that takes the car, right, with the chick. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. 
I I mean the woman oh, you better beep that out. <laughs> <laughs> and who was the girl then? Because um, I'm guessing not everybody's some kind of big star. I don't know who she is. Oh, well, he's the winner. No, me neither. <laughs> I I do have to say though, because I I recently rewatched Gravity mm. as well. Like Sandra Bullock really does well in these sort of standalone mm-hmm. parts, where she basically has to carry most of the of the scenes mm-hmm. by herself. Yeah, I'm gonna talk. Let me say something about Sandra. Okay, so she, <laughs> we we the movie starts off with her, um, with the wide angle ugly shot. Then we. Then we go, of course, flashback to her in her studio, which I was just uh, in heaven watching her, you know, studio, her workspace. I love that. I love watching people work, you know? That's my porn. Um, her, it was her sister who came to, to talk to her, right? Because, uh, because she, well, she was pregnant, right? Am I, mm-hmm. Right, she was yeah. pregnant. And at first I thought they were, lo- I thought they were like married. Married, yeah. I thought so too at first. Yeah, yeah. I thought okay. so too. I was actually kind of, I was going to be happier if she was an artist who's pregnant, who is married to a woman. I was going to be happier. But um, they go to the doctor and you could tell right away she does not care for kids, right? Kids are not mm-hmm. something that is, uh, she has probably a horrible relationship with her mom. She doesn't care for kids. And you obviously didn't think of, of the, the name, name exactly. Now, <laughs> now she was, kind of, uh, the, you know, the movie then progresses. Um the whole moment of her sister walking out in front of this uh, truck. What? Who did the sister see? I forgot. I think the mom, right? Or, or actually, I might be confused. Because the mom is still alive. So how would she, right? Wasn't she, the mom still alive? Or am I confusing it? Yeah, I don't. I don't know who she saw. Did she like? Uh, I think she just looked at her and then walked away, right? Yeah, she just walked away. Yeah, because she's the one. She was basically swerving through traffic. The car flipped over, and she gets out. And just walk. I mean, dude, like that was so to me. That was the scariest part. That was that was kind of that was yeah. Kinda, that was the scariest part of the whole movie. Sandra dropped something, right? Yeah, that's why she didn't see so, it. So that's why she didn't see it. So right. That's how that happened. If everybody's wondering if Sandra's crazy, no, she didn't see it because she dropped something. She was looking for it in the back seat, and then the sister saw it. Right. And when she comes back up, she's mostly focusing on her sister because she's already been turned right yes so this is so so that moment happens when she gets in the house um it, it's i don't know if you guys realized right away that there, there was going to be a love interest with her and the guy because i saw it right away not Did right you? away but i saw that he was trying to shoot a shot and i was right. like dude you got a thing for uh pregnant I mean, but look, come on guy dick pregnant women are beautiful though yeah if you don't want to impregnate it no 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 i think all pregnant women are beautiful i, I there's Whoa, something about Clay. them no, I, I know i know it's creepy i know i'm sorry but they are they're beautiful they have a glow about them. Uh, I was gonna. Don't say that to them, though. They'll <laughs> they'll beat you up, man. I I don't I don't agree, but you know it's, it's fine. <laughs> to reach around. Yeah, I left my woman because she was pregnant. I was like, oh, oh gosh, go lose some weight. I'll come oh, back gosh. when you, when you get. I'm just 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 kidding. For those that don't know me, for those that know me, you know what I did. Oh gosh. <laughs> uh yeah so so yeah so basically she doesn't listen uh, <laughs> yeah she better not um because you'll get it right off, over the head um yeah so so the, this movie um progresses we we get we get fast forward you know they become a couple everyone dies basically except for the two of them and then their kids right the kids come into the world but we don't know for sure yet whose kids they are Right. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. That's because right. the thing is that, like, there are two kids. 
we we weren't right. OCI twins, but did you guys? But did you guys think she that they were twins or or her both her kids? I don't know what I thought. I, I I guess yeah, it didn't really cross my mind until the other friendly lady came. That's when I started thinking about that. Right. Well, what you could already, what you could tell from the beginning though is that her relationship with them wasn't quite the sort of standard loving mom kind of relationship, kind of a begrudging kind of right. thing. You know. Right. The thing is that, like, she um, she she had a sort of harshness towards them, boy girl, right? She was harsh towards them, but but like there are moments where they gave you a hint that she preferred the boy more than the girl, right? There were moments where mm-hmm. like she was really harsh towards the girl, like really harsh, because she knew she had to give her up. <laughs> All right. From every uh, point that we met the kids, she already knew that she had to give her up because she was given instructions already. Yeah. On- yeah. True. All right, so I have a question. You guys have anything else to say about the movie? Because I, I have one question I have for you guys. Okay. Think anything else to say about the movie? Uh, no. Ty, Tosh. Uh, no, okay. no. So that was abrupt. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Because the thing about it is that, like, is it related to the movie? Yeah. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, it's about a movie. So you know, listeners, go check out the movie. Trust me. Tweet at us. Tell us we're wrong. Tell us we're right. Um, my question is. Um, you know, the movie ended really, uh, to me, just unsatisfactory. A Quiet Place was also unsatisfactory, but just a better story, so I accepted it more. Right? Would you guys agree? Mm. Okay. Yeah. yeah definitely. Now, Sandra Bullock did not see the creature, but if she had seen the creature, do you believe that she would have been okay, Dick? Mm. Yeah, would you think? Do you think she would be immune? Do you think she's crazy? Yeah, well, there's some illusion at the beginning that there's something kind of off right. with her, yeah. right? The fact that she's cooped up in the house and sister's like, you need to get out of the house. I don't remember exactly because it's right at the beginning, yeah. but yeah, she's not. She's a little bit of a social outcast right. scene. Hmm. So she might be immune. Okay, so Tosh, Tosh, I didn't think about it. Yeah, you didn't think about it, but if you think about it now, just seeing how she was throughout this whole movie. I'm not sure. I, I think the people that are immune are the ones. I think they just are not scared to look. But but then again, I I don't know. <clears throat> I don't know. You know what? What actually I didn't like about the movie is the fact that the monster, whatever it is, that the, the the presence always seemed like it could only just be around you and talk to you. But in the end, when it chased her, it was like knocking trees down. I'm like, why didn't yes. it just grab them and un? unblindfold them if it's going to be that violent at the end yes i agree that bothered me a lot yeah also what i what i would think would make the the movie a little bit more suspenseful is if the effect of the creature would be gradual rather than instantaneous yeah Hmm. right if yeah that would introduce kind of like the the thing type like the uh, walking dead where you don't know uh, somebody has been bitten or they're gonna exactly or the bodies or you know body snatchers Mm -hmm. that sort of Mm -hmm. thing or kind of the creatures really amongst the people and not this sort of ethereal presence that never really gets uh, an embodiment you know there's a picture of the creature right there's an actual prosthetic it wasn't used in the movie but um the artist did point out the fact that if we would have saw it it's her visualization of it because it looked kind of like a baby Oh. And uh, uh, it's your biggest fear, oh. basically. Yeah, so so they they gave it as an out. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. gave it as an out. Like, how how do we know if that's what it looks like to everybody? Mm. <clears throat> so if you want to look that up, mm. yeah, I just looked it um, up. Ugh. Yeah, there's like a couple of them. Yeah, I see a couple, yeah. Okay, so so um, 
You think Tosh? You said you think she would have. She would have. Might be. Would have been immune. Yeah, she could have. Okay. She and Dick, you say no. Yeah, I, I say there's no way to know. Uh, no, but I, I think just it's think very possible. It, I think. Yeah, yeah. I think it's possible. Yeah, and, go and, with and what you case, saw her. You know, presented to you as. She did not look crazy to me. I think she, if anything, circumstances might have made her look crazy. But she just seemed like a, a person that's uh, not that affectionate. That's all. Mm, okay. Ty? I don't know. I, I never really linked it up with uh, crazy people being like, you know, affected by uh, the creatures or the mongers or whatever. And yeah, she's a little odd, but I, I think she would die if she looked. I think she would. Mm-hmm. Oh. Or crazy. Remember, it, 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 it's pretty much no, no, no. To seeing it, to seeing it. Yeah. Remember, they're not it, immune. We just we we figured out it's the people that are mentally ill that, that are can immune. See it and not right. die, and not kill themselves. Right. Yeah. If you just can't see it, you just don't get infected. So he's pretty much asking you, do you think she's crazy? Yeah. That well, the thing, or if she's like um, just I mean, I'm not saying crazy, but mentally on oh. like mentally irregular how about that yeah yeah yeah. Mm-hmm. right they're mental mental patients basically yeah but they started out being kooky in the first place that's how they're able to see it right like any any normal sane person will kill themselves by seeing it if you're already unhinged you can see it and just and get okay. other people to kill themselves yeah oh oh no effect i got you okay clay so that's the, what's your clarification on that would she be one of those people that becomes a disciple or immune like nothing happens no it's not a clarification i just wanted to know because like i i, no, no. I was what is i need clarification on your question oh my cl- do, no, do just i think like, she will be immune not, not affected or that she'll be one that can see it and then become one of those other people um i think that she yeah basically becomes one of those other people see okay. it and then become i don't think anyone yeah. is immune uh, immune to the fact of like i think it's either you you kill yourself or you become one of those people who wants to have the world see their religion. Mm-hmm. So imagine this yeah. ending, right? Uh, she actually does take the blindfold off to navigate that last part mm-hmm. of the river. She gets grabbed by the thing. And indeed, she, she becomes like those other people that try to entice other people to open their eyes. And she tries to do that to the, to the kids. And they fl- flee, just the two of them, mm-hmm. from her. And they either do or don't make it to, uh, to that sanctuary. Are you reading of the real ending? Of the book? What's that? Are you reading us the real ending of the book? No, oh. no there's something I, I, okay. I, I just, I'm just think, thinking. I would love of that right actually. Now. But that, that that would probably be a very. It would very, be the best ending actually. This is better than the one we Way got. Way better, I would say. The yeah, one we got ending was not uh, satisfactory. Not at all. It, it didn't. It didn't do it for it, me. It's yeah. It's like a cream pie instead of a facial. You know. <laughs> Why? Why? Oh gosh. So so I think that I I think that I think that she. I think that she would have been one of these people who would have seen it and not killed herself. And I also think that sometimes there are movies that that have people who are able to fight something off. And maybe potentially she could have been one of these people. Maybe that might have been okay with me. A person who could who could fight past it. They would have shown that if that was the case. Right. That they would have. But I'm just that. saying, like, I would have been okay with that. Rather than this ending mm. that we got where No, it would have been terrible. I'd be like, how? What? You gotta give me an explanation if she was able to do it. Yeah, but but the even thing if it was that... an Easter egg, a small hint. Yeah, yeah. Something yeah. would have to make sense, or else, right. or else I'd be annoyed with it. I'd be like, "Oh, get out of here!" <laughs> but this is just as annoying. 
to this getting to the birdhouse and I mean to the bird sanctuary with the the blind, the the school for the blind, and that, that's it. This is this is the answer. I don't know. Mm. <laughs> Alrighty. Any final thoughts on the movie? I, I, Ty is gonna have to jump off soon. Where they drive to the to the mall or to, to the the grocery store. I thought it was stupid at first, but it made it work. With like, the GPS, the only reason because of the GPS. No, no, the the proximity sensor, Clay. The oh, GPS oh. made no sense to me. I was like, how are you gonna do it in GPS? That's the dumbest thing ever. But that, proximity yeah, yeah. sensor with GPS, that's what made it. I bought it then. I was like, okay. okay. That, that's fine. Yeah, but look, get, getting to getting to the to the shopping mall, I, I'd buy that. But getting back into <laughs> yeah. the garage, right. that I don't right. understand. Into the garage, <laughs> I was like, uh, not gonna happen. Yeah. <laughs> I guess he could do it really, really slow though. <laughs> do and then back up. Yeah, <laughs> it's like the that awesome power scene where he's trying to back out of this. Uh, <laughs> is it awesome powers? Backing out of what? Ah, uh, never mind. And and the the guy that was watching the monitor, the Asian guy that that saw the monster. Where was he in before? Was he like in Grey's and that? Uh, he was before? in uh, what like yeah, one of those SVU or something like that. Okay, I know I've seen him before. Yeah, I don't know his name. I actually, like the ensemble cast, I thought I thought yeah, it kind of worked. Too. I I I uh, the, the guy the one the black guy is from Get Out, right? Was in Black Get Out? Wasn't he? I probably the, didn't recognize. Oh yeah, the the, the the little 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 rel. Uh, what's his name? Lil yeah, Rel oh something. that one. I thought you meant the sexy one. No, no. The, 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 the TSA, TSA guy. TSA guy, TSA guy. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I thought you meant a beefcake. He was, he was good in this, too. Yeah, yeah I, I liked him. <laughs> He's writing a book. It's hilarious. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. And uh, Tosh, any final thoughts? So for the performance and, and for those little creative tidbits, I would watch mm. it again. But it's not worth the hype. <laughs> no, nowhere near. Yeah, and, and if you want a superior sort of horror thriller movie with a similar concept, just go watch uh, A Quiet Place. Definitely. I think they're making part two of it. Of which one? A Quiet Place? Quiet Place. Oh, okay. Uh, I don't think he's happy about it, though. I wasn't happy with the ending, but it was far better than this one. Oh, by by a long shot. All right. Cool. Dick, final thoughts? Um, My final thoughts, I, I, I watched it twice. And only because the hype that Netflix put on it by itself, like, I was like, first I was like, I'm not going to watch it. So I expected it to be terrible. And then it got all this, you know, hype. And I was like, okay, it's going to get spoiled for me anyway. So I might as well watch it. It's on Netflix. And then I got uh, Kimmy and Jax to watch it. Mm. Um, so I watched it twice. But I still missed a lot of stuff. So I wasn't really into it. I think Netflix, because they can, they should shoot the alternate ending as well. I hope so. Cause I would because it'll that, just cause... be available to everybody. Just, I mean, you could just watch it again, or just go to the end and see how it ends. Yeah, because this is not uh, this. I wasn't enjoying as much. Uh, we forgot the. We, we, we totally forgot about the real story, right? What was the real story? What Bandersnatch thing? Oh, Bandersnatch. I haven't seen it. Yeah. Okay, let, let's watch that next time and discuss it next time. I haven't seen it yet. Me neither. Okay. I, I'm kind of scared to watch Bandersnatch. <laughs> so uh, I've I've heard it go both ways. Like uh, it's great or it's really really bad. So. Really. Okay. I, I used to like Black Mirror, and then for some reason it doesn't really connect with me anymore. It's me neither. Well, I, I guess I guess it's a it's a Black Mirror movie, isn't it? Yeah, it, it, you can actually you should watch Black Mirror at least the episodes linked to it first, or else it might not make sense. That's what I've been told. Okay. So you should at least oh, look up the episodes that are linked like to it, it. and because you know, I heard that Black Mirror has become increasingly connected where things that are brought up in previous shows show up mm. in some form or other show. It's true. Okay. It's true. Um, yeah, may, may, maybe that's the reason why some people didn't really mm. like it because I hadn't watched sort of the back, yeah. uh, you know, the the, the, the Black Mirror episodes. Because yeah. I say the, you have the same reactions to like Avengers: Infinity War, right? 
Like uh, I didn't get, I didn't see that yet. All no the spoilers. character story. No, no. I'm, what? But like the the the, the character story. It's on Netflix. Must play. developed in the, in the other movie. Yeah, yeah, true. Right. So, but if if you if you look at it as Thanos Thanos' story, then it doesn't mm. really matter. True. I don't know why people were so sad about Infinity War though, but uh, we're not gonna talk about it. We're not gonna talk. About no, it. no, don't. No spoilers. Don't. Mark Mark Ruffalo has spoiled enough, <laughs> so. <laughs> he has. He's been talking about it on Twitter. No, no, the the Twitter stuff. That's that's just a joke. Reddit. But uh, he he's been on 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 press junkets where he just let things uh, <laughs> slip oh, yeah. out. Uh, uh, so Ty has a jet. Ty, tell us where uh, okay. where we can find you. Uh, you can find me on uh, Instagram, of course, and I guess Twitter now. I still don't I still don't use Twitter that much, but you know, at T Y zero nine, and uh, have a great one, you guys. Okay, cool. Oh, and marvelous Mrs. B, can't wait to have you on. Peace, guys. Alrighty, ciao. Later. All right, man. Peace out. Did I say what I thought about this movie? Mm, yeah, I mean, well, you asked you asked that question and yeah. gave your okay. your opinion. It's a it's a. You think she's unstable? No, no, I'm saying my final thoughts about the the movie. Okay. So I, I What are they? It's uh interesting. I definitely <laughs> I definitely think a quiet place is better <laughs> on on every level, and the ending pissed me off. Oh, and she and she's pregnant too. That's yeah. <laughs> there are even right, more similarities. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I started to realize that babies are thrown into these apocalyptic movies kind of like almost like a symbol of hope but also just to make things more difficult when it, when it happened in uh walking dead i was like oh my god like why would you do that like why would you make a baby during this time but it's it's almost like a regular obstacle now in these type of apocalyptic movies it seems mm-hmm. Ca- cautionary tale <laughs> i guess yeah. all righty so uh, shall we wrap it up? Sure. Cool. Tosh, where shall we find you? I'm uh, still at Tosh Palak on Twitter. Cool. No Instagram still? Nope. <laughs> you were thinking about it. Yeah, Change. but um, I'm 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 comfortable. I'm comfortable right now. Ah, okay. Cool. I don't. I'm not as you know afraid of missing out. Yeah, as yeah. I, was. I hear that. <laughs> cool. And Dick. No FOMO. Yeah, no FOMO. Uh, Dick underscore daily. Unfortunately, still at Twitter. <laughs> um, Daily Beast. It's the blog. Dot com. D-A-L-Y mm-hmm. Beast Still waiting to get bought by The Daily Beast News <laughs> Anything in the dra- Anything Sorry. in the drafts? Um, I, I had a couple of things In the drafts One is about Starting to write again Which uh, I guess I'll say You know Based on the compliment I got from Marvelous Mrs. B That she sent to you It got me Writing about that Compliment in particular mm-hmm. And uh, And the fact that she mentioned You know I should get paid for my writing Saying uh, I'm Make it like a, a post that stays up and says a writer for hire. Anybody that comes across it can be like, okay, maybe we should think about hiring this guy. <laughs> yep. And another one about my uh, my personality test where I got two different results when I took it as... Did I, did I talk yeah, about it? Yeah, we that? talked about it, yeah. Yeah. So I started a post on that, but I was like, it's a little too revealing. I don't know if I want to share. <laughs> uh-huh. Maybe I need to talk to a therapist first and then... Then... <laughs> Put it out. Bring uh, bring the the bring it for her to uh, or him to uh, read the tea leaves, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Yeah, possibly. Cool. Or the tea bags. So that yeah, the tea bags. <laughs> <laughs> all right, cool. And you? Yes, thank you. I am CW Daily at all of the social places. The website is cwdaily.com. Um, hoping to do more writing this year, so we. We shall see if I succeed. I actually did put a blog post up about some images that I took of the pool, <laughs> my pool area at night, 
which I, I'm loving. Nighttime photography, I am loving it. I need to get a long lens for the moon because I, I love moon shots. They're so awesome. Mm-hmm. So that's uh, next on the, on the list of things to do. And uh, you could also check uh, Bubble Sort TV. I am on there doing TV reviews. You could also do Bubble Sort, the show. Um, and of course, don't forget us at Cybercast. C-Y-B-R-C-A-S-T. No E. <laughs> dot com. Is, is there room for a bubble sort music? That'd be that'd be that begin kind of interesting, actually. Hmm. Right. That sounds interesting. Possibility. Yeah. You can always spin off your music corner <laughs> into like its own thing. You can that, that do too. your own. That too. It'd be um. Yeah, I've 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 been considering. Yeah, that'd be trust me. It, it, I I definitely think people would would love that. You might actually get paid. <laughs> 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 yeah, it's a cool name. I mean, Music Corner yeah. with Tosh is yeah. a really cool name. Yeah, the only thing is it would mean I'd have to do my own editing <laughs> <laughs> and uh, do that whole administration part of it. I'm, I'm actually really happy that you do it, Clay. You could probably outsource it. So I'm not saying Clay would have the time to do it, but you well, could actually, outsource it. Actually, we, we could have it be part of this show and I could just cut that part out and then put it on its own show it, it, it'd be double yeah. du- the editing would be done once and it'd be double double uh double billing well, well maybe may, maybe this week's music corner would be a good test yeah, yeah, yeah. For it. definitely definitely yeah i guess yeah that can be you could do that right yeah <clears throat> all righty cool but would you still make it music would you still call it music corner since it's actually just the whole thing no no but i think it's still that's a good name the music, like, you know, like after you're done doing everything else online, all your podcasts, come hang out in the music corner. Oh, I think, it's, I think it works. Or it should be the music room or the music <laughs> The music house. space. <laughs> the the, the music, music space. Area. Well, no, music corner is fine. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of like you know, the corner of the internet where we discuss music. The music corner. Mm-hmm. Like dick pic. That, that works still, right? Yes, that, that works for myself because it doesn't define a space. That, you know, corners, anyway. Yeah, but I'm saying, like, you could take a, a thing that was as part of the show and make it stand yeah. on its own still. I think I think it'd be, I think think it's yeah. corner. Oh, also, um, before I go, listeners, uh, Your Music Radio, I was on there with Chris Leon. Um, uh, he interviewed me. It was actually really cool talking to him. The last episode is the second to last episode. So the next episode, I think he's going to it's going to be his last episode so just go you know give him some support i think he's going to be doing he's going to be trying to do his own his own music stuff right uh, working on his own projects because uh i i imagine the the music corner i mean i mean his uh music corner the your music radio it's uh it's like what two three hour episodes so probably takes a long time yeah it's pretty uh time consuming yeah and on top of a full-time job yeah. it's, uh, it's a lot and he has a he has a son i believe so yes it's all all the full-time three it's like three full-time jobs <laughs> and then he has to do his music yeah. on top of that so uh but it's it's really cool to see though somebody just out of appreciation for for good music just wanting to give people a platform just yeah doing this yeah you know? i agree or really for the love of it so uh yeah you you were on uh your music uh your your music episode was uh two episodes ago um, november right yeah. yeah i believe so so go check out uh the your music november your music radio november to hear tosh and uh singer g cool beans i didn't know yes, yes sir all right listeners we are so happy to be back and here's music corner with tosh the reason why i started mvp was because i wanted to highlight the collaborative aspect of music so this time around i'm going to uh i'm not going to look at a specific collaborator 
but a specific collaboration. So uh, this is a studio recording that I've heard many, many times, but uh, recently revisited to create an acapella arrangement of it. And that's when it hit me. This recording is a perfect storm of great session playing. So before I reveal which song I'm talking about, I will explore three key players that made this song what it is. So let's start with the guitarist uh, David T. Walker. Uh, I came to learn about David T. through uh, Wolfpack. They have a tendency to seek out legendary session players to collaborate with uh, on their albums like James Gatson, Bernard Purdy, and of course David T. Walker. So uh, here David T. Walker is playing on Wolfpack's Christmas in LA. Pay close attention to uh, the guitar playing in the intro. I hope that you caught those harp-like guitar flourishes in the intro. That is a signature David T move. Uh, here it is again on one of his greatest studio contributions, which is the, the Jackson 5's Never Can Say Goodbye, released in What I love about David T's playing is how understated it is, but ear-catching at the same time. He creates these little melodic flourishes on top of his chord playing by doing rapid hammer-ons with his pinky. Uh, you hear the same technique being used in uh, a lot of contemporary gospel guitar playing as well as Nia Soul. Isaiah Sharkey is a good example of this, as well as his sort of spiritual predecessor, uh, that's uh, Spanky Alford. Um, both of them have been featured on uh, D'Angelo's work. So this little technique has been very influential in, uh, in contemporary soul music. This same melodic trick is a key component in the track that uh, brings all of our MVPs together. So uh, let's move on to the next one, which is uh, bass player and saxophonist Wilton Felder. Um, 
Thalder was one of the Funk Brothers, and I don't know if you have heard that name before, but uh, the Funk Brothers is basically a collective of studio musicians that's primarily based in Detroit, uh, but also in Los Angeles, and was responsible for most of the instrumental playing on uh, the Motown catalog. For Felder, tragically, um, he's always kind of stood in the shadow of uh, one of his contemporaries and fellow funk brother, uh, James Jamerson. Um, Jamerson is definitely the player most associated with all of the iconic Motown bass lines, and today's track is no exception. Another song that's commonly attributed to Jamerson, but actually features Felder, is uh, Marvin Gaye's Let's Get It On. This is by no means a flashy bass line, but I believe that it uh, perfectly demonstrates the most important and overlooked quality in great bass playing, um, and that's playing in the pocket. I mean, why is it so easy to sway to let's get it on? It's that rubbery, precise, fluid bass line. Um, let me also play one of Felder's uh, more groovy bass lines. This is uh, California Green by, in my opinion, one of the coolest jazz guitars that's ever lived. Uh, which is Grand Green. So here's Grand Green's California Green. This more bouncy and melodic style of playing is what really makes the track that uh, this music corner is about. Next and, and last on the docket is uh, tambourine player Sandra Crouch. Uh, I would argue that Sandra is uh, even more obscured from musical history than Felder uh, was. 
she's actually most known as Reverend Sandra Crouch. Uh, she preaches at New Christ Memorial Church in California. She does, however, have quite a track record as a musician, including a Grammy for Best Soul Gospel Performance for her 1983 album, We Sing Praises. Um, outside of gospel, however, uh, everyone has heard her play, but no one uh, really knows her name. She's featured on a lot of Motown records uh, as a tambourine player. Now, you might be thinking to, my, to yourself, uh, tambourine, uh, where's their tambourine on a Motown record? If you look at the Motown catalog more closely, you will hear that a lot of the grooves uh, of those songs are greatly indebted to the inclusion of the tambourine. Now, the sad thing is, is that Sandra Crouch is not credited on any of those uh, Motown songs. So uh, to showcase her virtuosity with the tambourine, I would like to play a recent collaboration she did with the Fearless Flyers, which is a, a Wolfpack, yet again, Wolfpack, uh, side project. Um, this song is called Barbara and it's from uh, the Fearless Flyers self-titled EP. Fearless Flyers definitely uh, something to check out. Sandra Crouch also featured on uh, on some of the other tracks on the same EP, and this is kind of a uh, a subset of players from Wolfpack. So it's Corey Wong uh, on the guitar, it's um, um, Joe Dart on the bass, and then uh, there are two guest mus musicians. Uh, that's uh, Nate Smith on the drums, uh, who's uh, to me at least a complete revelation and then there's uh, from snarky puppy uh, mark with cherry on the on the baritone guitar uh, it's really a, a great tight funk project that uh, you should definitely check out but anyway um, when it comes to the tambourine i've personally never thought much of uh, of the tambourine as, as you know a cool instrument it's kind of like one of these classroom instruments that uh, like the recorder uh, yeah never is taken all too seriously but come on, th this is cool. How Sandra just accents the backbeat and weaves, weaves in and out of the drum parts. It's incredibly complex, but feels very natural at the same time. Uh, 
So, with the three players in the back of our minds, uh, it's time for the big reveal now. Do these three uh, session artists tell you anything about the song we're about to hear? No? Okay, I'll, I'll just hit play then. That was, of course, I Want You Back by the Jackson 5, released in 1969 under the Motown label. Uh, to me, this is one of the greatest recordings ever produced. And one of the major factors in what makes this song great is how the session players bring their own unique skills to the table. So let's start with the elephant in the room. Uh, if you were to ask me what the hook of the song is, I would not say the vocals. They're honestly not even that memorable. It's the bass. So uh, let's listen to Wilton Felder's bass line, Isolated. As you can hear, it has the same amazing pocket as we heard in Let's Get It On and the playful bounciness we heard in the Grand Green track. It goes without saying that this is one of the most iconic bass lines ever played. So what's another indicator that uh, this is an important bass line is that it's doubled in both the guitar and the piano part as well. So it's not a coincidence that that is the element in the song that kind of sticks in your memory. Now, as for the guitar playing, you can clearly hear David T. Walker's beautiful guitar flourishes as well. And I would like to skip to the breakdown uh, before the final choruses of the song. And here you can hear David T. Uh, very clearly. Uh, also listen to where the bass comes back in. Felder plays another fantastic groove there. So what David T's guitar does in this track, it's, it's very rhythm-centric, rhythm almost uh, um, a percussive function that most of the, of the parts have. But it's really David T's uh, part that colors everything in nicely uh, with a sort of harmonic texture that uh, just binds everything together. So to me, that's really the glue that holds everything together. Now, as for Sandra Crouch, she can be heard throughout the track as well. And like David T's playing, uh, she's very understated, but she also does a lot to cement the feel of the song. And feel is one of those musical terms that uh, at the same time means a lot and nothing at all. Um, but consider it kind of the, the heartbeat of the song. And uh, Sandra's tambourine part accents the backbeat really well and also adds a great shuffle to the existing drum groove. Let me play you another piece of the track where the tambourine really comes through. Let me show you, girl, that I don't 
So blending into the track, it might not seem all too impressive, but if you actually see Sandra play the tambourine, you can see there's a lot of um, precision uh, and a lot of feeling that comes into her playing. It's it's not you know just in the hands; it's her entire body that that moves along with the instrument, and she does really play it like an instrument. So so not this flat surface that you just hit occasionally. It's uh, uh, actually a pretty well-rounded instrument with a lot of different sounds that that come out of it, um, and and she alternates between those different sounds. You know, going from uh, you know high hits to kind of more bassy hits um, at at a breakneck pace. Um, but still completely locked in with the drum part and the bass part. So uh, definitely pay attention next time you hear one of these uh, 60s or 70s Motown tracks and uh, just pay attention to that to that tambourine. Now, one of the players that I didn't discuss but deserves uh, an honorable mention here is uh, Louis Shelton. He's the second rhythm guitarist on this track next to David T. And he's really holding it down with that uh, rhythmic uh, A-flat pedal that he sustains through most of the song. So here's that pedal uh, isolated. And what that pedal does, it really anchors us into uh, the, the key of the song. Um, and, and similar to how you have, you know, the wah-wah guitars in, in, uh, in the shaft theme, for instance, it gives you something to, to anchor you as uh, the main chord progression sort of uh, swerves all over the place. This just stays where it is and, and provides like a, a through line throughout the entire song. So uh, melodically speaking, it, it can be any simpler. You know, that's the one note that's being sustained, but uh, it, it really is the, the missing piece in, the, in this uh, melting pot of, of, of session players. I could go on and on about the tiny intricacies and hidden treasures in this track, but that will probably take me uh, multiple episodes to get through. Uh, and I know I didn't even touch on the piano part, the drums, or uh, didn't even discuss anyone with the last name Jackson, uh, but that's really besides the point. Take away any of these elements, you know, Felder's incredible bass line, David T's sophisticated licks, Sandra's tambourine wizardry, and it's simply not as good. You know, this is why I make music with other people. And, you know, in, in, in the current age of bedroom producing, where it's not really all that necessary to uh, get people together in the studio, I can really appreciate, you know, um, the quality and the creativity that goes into these tracks. And you have to imagine, like in the Motown era, all of these musicians, this would be their day job, you know? Um, this would be like coming into work. What are we working on today? Oh, yeah, Jackson 5, sure, what's the song? It's, I want you back, sure, why not? And they just go to work, and by the end of the day, you'd have this song to come out of it. So I think it's really educational to dissect these songs and you know just get an understanding of how certain musical decisions are made, um, especially with these folks that... Uh, probably, uh, you know, among themselves have, have been responsible for hundreds and hundreds of songs that all of us know. I like, I, I love to think that I can take at least some of this away and, um, you know, infuse it into my own music making. And I hope that, uh, you know, as listeners, you come away inspired as well to, uh, to look just with a different, uh, or to listen with a different ear to, uh, these tracks that you think you know, but uh, maybe don't really know. 
my advice would be uh, next time you find yourself wondering why is the song so damn good just find out who played on it who produced it uh, or who wrote it who mixed it and check out those people's work and i'm sure you'll learn a lot from it uh, special thanks goes out to jack stratton from wolfpack um, his adoration for this stuff and knowledge about you know the, the whole recording process behind songs like this um, really helped me appreciate it in a, in a whole new way. Make sure you check out uh, Jack Stratton's Holy Trinities uh, series on YouTube uh, where he breaks down the best three of a specific thing, whether it be uh, um, you know the tambourine <laughs> or uh, rhythm guitar playing. And he talks about a lot of the same stuff that I uh, spoke about today, but uh, in his own very unique way. So uh, enjoy that. So thanks for listening to this uh, Music Corner with Tosh. Wow, that was a great music corner. Thank you, Tosh. Really, really enjoyed it. Knocked it out of the park again. Alrighty. Thank you, listeners. We love you. We appreciate you. Ciao. Bye. Peace out. Return to your regular scheduled programming.